Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I am Davis Maddock, Craig Mish taking the day off. I know we have you guys all confused. I was here on Tuesday. I was here on Wednesday. We haven't given you the George Kurtz that you have wanted and desired. Uh, Hockey is starting. We are a week away from basketball. We have MLB playoffs. We have Thursday night football. It is an absolutely stacked sports schedule. The Yankees are no longer torturing George, how is everything going out there on Long Island, my friend? How is there? I feel like this is a loaded question for me today as I had my uh, yearly physical this morning and I'm of a certain age where now I need to get a certain procedure done. I'll let y'all figure that out what that is. So uh, how I am is uh, depending on how you look at things. Very, very true. So, you know, we are uh, we are probably, this is, I would say, the second busiest time of the year, you know, when we have golf major championships going on, basketball, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and the NFL draft kind of happening in that uh, that April, June, July period, I would say. That is uh, some of the most busy, but we are, are we are extremely busy in the world of sports right now, heading to our Thursday headlines. Kyrie Irving took to Instagram Live last night to explain his position. Uh, he talked a lot. I'm not sure how much sense that he made, but he definitely does enjoy hearing himself speak. Alexander Ovechkin moves to fifth all-time in goals scored in NHL history. Matt Rule says that Christian McCaffrey is 50-50 to play this week for the Carolina Panthers. I have to say, I think Matt Rule is full of it. They removed Rodney Smith from the active roster, moved him back to the practice squad. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey also was able to get in a limited practice last Friday, and he was listed as doubtful for, for their game last week. So I would imagine that we are probably going to be seeing Christian McCaffrey return this weekend. And on the diamond, Dave Roberts says that Gavin Lux is going to start tonight, declines to say his position. Also, the Giants are going to be without their leadoff hitter for three of the four games for this series as Tommy Lastella is only available off of the bench. Not going to be able to start today, so that likely means that Darren Ruff, uh, he of KBO fame, true story, Darren Ruff was uh, a KBO MVP candidate uh, about 12 months ago, now leading off in the divisional series here. George, what's catching your eye with these headlines? Oh, I mean, come on. It's Dodgers-Giants, right? 
I mean, uh, we, we all want to see this tonight. It's, you know, I think about it. This is the first playoff series ever between the Dodgers and Giants, which I had no idea coming in, by the way. You would have thought they would have played at some point. But no, first uh, playoff series ever here. And we're getting our – it's not game seven, but still it's game five. So I am looking forward to that. It's a great sports night. Uh, I completely agree with you about Matt Rule. Wasn't McCaffrey pretty close to playing last Sunday? All right. Uh, and I was surprised he didn't play then. And, oh, now he's still 50-50? That's BS. He's playing. Uh, when, when can you tell a coach is, uh, is lying? When his lips move, okay? That's when they're lying here. Uh, he's definitely playing this week. I'd be shocked if he's not lined up. But game five tonight, I am looking forward. We got hockey. We got baseball. We got football. This is like I'm in heaven here. I'm on, uh, I'm on cloud nine. Can't wait for this to start. All right. Well, what was our well? What was Georgia's big headline from the opening night in hockey? Did we have Did we have any upsets? Did my avalanche look really good? What uh, What do we have going on from the opening night with uh, the puck dropping? Well, the opening night was actually Tuesday, so the big thing there would have been that the but there Pittsburgh was only Pengers, three games, right? Two games. There was two games on opening night. Okay, yeah. Listen, ESPN has the games now. Turner uh, TNT has the other games there. They wanted to give those uh, networks full access, right? And it was fantastic. Uh, good for them. I think this is great for the NHL. I think you need ESPN. Even TNT, get them in there. You need this. This will be good for the, uh, the NHL. I thought ESPN's done a great job so far with some of the stories they've had on shows like The Point. And all of a sudden, SportsCenter is all over it. I swear to you, the opening night, the 6 o'clock SportsCenter had more hockey coverage than the last three, four years combined uh, with all the stories they did. So it's good for the NHL. But I think the most important thing, the Pittsburgh Penguins shellacked, destroyed. Oh, the Tampa Bay Lightning defending uh, Stanley Cup champs without Crosby, without Malkin, without Gensel. All right. I may have lost a shingle or two on that game. All right. Because, no, I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, Vegas took care of the Seattle Kraken in their opening night. Last night, you said it. It's all about Ovechkin. He was 50-50 to play. Yes, that was probably a lie, too. But he, uh, he was questionable to play, and he scores four points. Two assists, power play, goal-handed goal. I think he's going to catch Gretzky. I think he'll be in a, the last year of his contract in five years, but I think he's catching Gretzky, but it doesn't matter to me. He's already the greatest goal scorer ever. Gretzky might be the greatest player ever, but Ovechkin's the greatest goal scorer. That is one of the most amazing things to me about, about professional hockey. You know, I, I have, I, and I think I've said this on the show to you before, but like the, the idea that someone can play a sport that is that physically demanding until their 40s, it, it it blows my mind, right? Because, you know, quarterbacks basically are the only position that even kind of extends past like 30 in the NFL. Like it's shocking to see like a 34-year-old, um, you know, NFL player and NBA players, right? I mean, NBA players burn out almost even faster than NFL players because of the athleticism required. And, you know, maybe part of it is like conditioning related because guys are only playing like 45 seconds uh, at a time. But it is, it's absolutely astounding to me to see guys like Ovechkin playing so well in their 30s. Everyone, we have an absolute jam-packed show for you today full of fantasy football and fantasy baseball content. Definitely stay tuned for the next two hours for everything you need to get your fantasy teams in order. And George and I will be with you in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid TV. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by George Kurtz. No Craig Mish today, but we will do our best to keep you updated on everything you need to make sure all of your fantasy teams are in tip-top shape. And I was looking through my fantasy football teams, George, as I was making waiver wire moves last night, and I realized that kind of an interesting week with waiver wire decisions and, uh, you know, in in projecting some of these teams, because I think we have uh, some classic situations of the breakout guy versus the old guy. And in fantasy, we always love the young guy, right? We always love the rookie. We always love the new guy. And, you know, I think in some of these situations, the new guy is going to win out. And I think in some of these situations, the old guy is going to win out. So we're going to go through. I have five Uh, of them for us to take a look at here so we're going to try and predict the breakout the first one is actually kind of two old guys Daryl Williams versus Jarek McKinnon in a Kansas City Chiefs backfield Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out for at least three weeks on the designated for return IR which guy do you think plays more and which guy do you think scores more fantasy points against the Washington football team well, it better be Williams because that's the guy I picked up in a couple of leagues. Uh, one of them in Fab last night, so uh, I'm banking on Williams. That being said, I don't think we're going to see the uh, the touches be the same as when Ceh was in there. So I don't think Williams is going to get the same amount of touches that Ceh does. I think he may get 80 percent of those, and McKinnon gets the rest. So I think McKinnon does have value, and uh, maybe a smart owner last night in case you uh, put in a bid for Williams, maybe you bid a couple of bucks on McKinnon as well to make sure you got him. You might get might have got him cheaper there. I think McKinnon. Is the name maybe that we know? And at one time he looked like to be the next guy when he's at Minnesota. Then he got hurt when he went to San Fran. But give me Williams. He's the guy I'm banking on, which means I'm sure McKinnon will go off on Sunday. Yep, I am. I'm with you. You know, I think Daryl is is very likely to be the lead guy. We'll see a little bit of McKinnon on third downs and stuff, but I, I definitely think Daryl will out touch him. Now this next one seems obvious, right? Kadarius Tony versus Sterling Shepard. You can't you can't put that lightning back in the bottle, right? Well. You know, I don't know. Jason Garrett loves to do a lot of uh, a lot of not so intelligent things, and really, this is a question of: Do they continue to play Kadarius Tony out of the slot and move Sterling Shepard back to be an outside wide receiver where he played in 2019 when he was really inefficient, or do they make Tony play outside? So, how do you see Kadarius Tony versus Sterling Shepard breaking out this week? 
Listen, I was on Shepard before he got hurt. All right, because uh, Giants, Daniel Jones, a uh, decent passing team here. They had a lot of options there. Galladay was there. And now that Barkley was coming back, so teams weren't going to be able to be all over Shepard. He's going to be sort of the afterthought there. Tony looked really good against Dallas. He looked uh, what I would call twitchy. You know, that guy who just stops on a dime goes, there. That's dangerous. That's uh, To my mind, that's a guy who can take the ball to the house at any time. So I'm on Tony here. Now I do have a couple of worries. You know, one, he's got an ankle injury as well, which could easily flare up again. You know, I know Judge has made some comments. Well, you know, he's dealing with this, but he's not out for the end, uh, not out for the rest of the season. Thanks, Judge. I think I knew that. Uh, no one thought there was a season ending here, but I wonder if his workload is going to be managed. I also wonder this. Where's Jalen Ramsey going? He's really traveling with receivers now, and I wonder if Tony is that guy. Plus, who's going to be the quarterback? All right, is it going to be Jones? Is it going to be Glennon here? So I have all sorts of worry here. In my home league, Tony's there. He's there to be picked up, and I have the number one waiver claim to do it whenever I want, but I'm worried about all of this. And would I start him this week anyway? Do I want to waste that claim or give up that claim for Tony? Oh, I, I don't like I said I don't know if I'd start him this week against Ramsey. That's my only issue here. But to answer your question, I'm going Tony because I think he's the guy as the season goes on. He is, he's going to be the guy, Giants' number one wide receiver. It's not going to be Gallaudet. It's not going to be Shepard. It's going to be Tony. He's going to be dangerous with the Rock. Yeah, I, I think you are probably right. But I definitely think Sterling Shepard is going to be a little bit of a thorn in his side if he's able to stay healthy. So Devontae Parker for the Miami Dolphins does not play last week. Then Preston Williams ends up leading the team in receiving other than Miles Gaskins, you know, absurd 10 for 47 and two touchdown game. Tua is expected to come back and play this week for the Miami Dolphins. Hopefully that helps them. Jacoby Brissett has had about a 4.3 YPA with Tua on the bench. But people forget Preston Williams had a very impressive eight game run as a rookie. And Devontae Parker, I mean, look, he has been really disappointing outside of one season of his NFL career. So for the rest of the season, do we think that it's possible Preston Williams takes the outside wide receiver job away from Devontae Parker for the Miami Dolphins? All right. The smart ass in me wants to say, do we care? All right. Cause I have no, I don't have much faith in Tua coming back in his first game back. He's going to light it up uh, in England, you know, uh, Sunday morning. Can't forget to wake up early for this game. Uh, but you know, they wonder why, you know, that's weird in England, right? They keep cheering extra points, but everything else is quiet. They love their kicks. Uh, like I said, I'm not flying at the either one of these guys. This seems to be like a 16-team league question if you want to go after one of these guys. Uh, I, I agree with you about Preston Williams. He's sort of the forgotten man. He was good, good until he got hurt, right? Then they went maybe a little overboard, dread the wide receiver in the first round, and Waddle, you sign Will Fuller, who's now out with the injury here. To answer your question, like I said, I don't know if either one of these guys is going to truly do any damage here. I don't know what two is going to be able to do if he's starting on Sunday. I'll stick with Parker. But I'm not, if you're starting either one of these guys in a 12-team or less league, you've got some issues. You know, maybe maybe it's a heavy bye week for you. You have no choice. You got to do what you got to do. But if they're if he's a starter week in and week out, you better start combing that waiver wire. Hey, we're about to head into the worst bye week of the year. If you haven't look who the week seven bye weeks are, it's it is going to be fantasy football chaos. Like three of the the highest scoring offenses in football are all on bye. Next week, um, a, a disgusting example. I can't even believe we're asking Tavon Austin versus LaVisca Chenault. And the reason why I ask this is not because I, I want to pick up Tavon Austin, but last week he played out of the slot for the Jacksonville Jaguars instead of LaVisca Chenault and was targeted five times. LaVisca was only targeted twice. 
I think LaVisca is a much better slot wide receiver uh, than an outside wide receiver. So the question is basically, is this going to continue? Are we going to have to have, you know, a worse LaVisca Chenault season than expected because they're playing Tavon Austin as their third wide receiver? I, I really hope, George, that you answer no to this question. I'm going to answer no to the question. I want Chenault, but I don't know why Jacksonville is not using him. I, is there some kind of something going on there? Is he being disciplined or is, what? It makes no sense. I was big on Chanel preseason, right? I thought this is a linebacker playing wide receiver. Tough to take down once he catches the ball. I'm not saying he's the best route runner on the planet. He doesn't run a 4-4-40 or anything like that, but he's a good receiver here, and they're not using him. And let's face it, you know, Austin's been around forever. We know what he is. He's nothing special. You know, he, he can do certain things. He can packages for him. I can see that. But he shouldn't be starting. So I, I don't understand their usage here. And I'll, we can pile on Urban Meyer and what that's going on there over and over again. But I don't get this. It's Chanel for me. Yeah. All right. Our last one, Max Williams out for the year for the Arizona Cardinals. Don't think they really have a replacement tight end on the roster. I think we all expect more four wide receiver sets from the Arizona Cardinals in that air raid. Who gets more targets from week six to the end of the season, Rondale Moore or Christian Kirk? I really want to say more here. I like Christian Kirk. I'm not against Kirk, but I think Moore is the, the guy. I think he's the upside guy, the massive upside guy. I do wonder, once again, does he have that kind of chemistry with uh, Murray going on? But I look at it this way. You know you got DeAndre Hopkins, right? He's going to get all the coverage. Everybody's worried about Hopkins. He was at, had a slow start to the year, but he's got all the coverage. Still got A.J. Green, right? The uh, Wiley veteran who people are going to still pay attention because he's the name guy. That third guy, he's not going to see much. Going to be out of the slot there. I'm going to go more for the upside here, but I'm not discounting Kirk either. This is probably the toughest question of the ones you've asked for me. I can see, I can make an argument for both guys here, but if I was picking, I'm going more. Well, I, I very much hope you're right. And I do think that the Max Williams injury, it is unfortunate for the Cardinals. It's of course unfortunate for Max Williams, but I do think that is the right answer because Rondale, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a much smaller guy. They really don't want to play him on the outside. So we needed more slot snaps available. And there we go. We have more slot snaps available for the Arizona Cardinals. So there was some predict the breakout to help your fantasy football teams. When we return, we're going to switch the tune to baseball and take a look at NLDS game five from a fantasy baseball perspective. Great, great. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Price drop, time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. My name is Davis Maddock, and I am joined by George Kurtz. We are going to break down the Los Angeles Dodgers-San Francisco Giants Game 5, winner-take-all, you know, sudden death, got to win. This is uh, this is the spot for these two teams, and we're going to break it down from a fantasy baseball perspective. Right now, the Dodgers are very, very, uh, you know what? Really, there is not a favorite in this game. The Dodgers are minus 104 on the money line. The Giants are minus 112 on the money line, just with a, a very small move over the last five minutes here. The Dodgers are plus 160 on the run line. The Giants are minus 194 on the run line. The total is only seven. For this game, this certainly has not been a very high offense series, which, you know, of course, we we did not expect that it would. The Giants' strength has really been in their pitching and in their bullpen. The Dodgers, of course, have a, a great lineup, George, but they also have some phenomenal pitchers. So before we get into uh, some of the prices of these guys and what we expect the ownership of some of these individual players to be, how do you expect this game to go? Do you think that the Giants win? Do you think the Dodgers win? Do you think we're going to go under over the total? What are you What are you thinking? I laugh because if uh, did in game live with Joe Ranieri on Monday night, and uh, Joe Ranieri must have reminded me I'm not kidding here 50 times during the show that the Giants won 107 games. How many 107? I mean, 107 came up quite a lot during that show, by the way. Really, if you're playing whatever, win three, whatever, you play a one zero and a seven. Uh, it was uh, it was a funny show, by the way, if you want to check it out. It was a, a lot of fun. But uh, it kept reminding me of that because I bet on the Dodgers. You know? And maybe all season long, I haven't given the Giants their due respect. Yeah, I've been, uh, I was one of those people who did expect the Giants to fall out of first place. Maybe even fall out of it you know, much earlier, you know, where they, oh, they may have to compete for a wild card at best. They've been a much better team than I ever expected. They are a team. Because I say, when you look at the sum of – you know, we take individual players here. It doesn't look all that great. It doesn't look all that great. But they play very well together here. This is a, oh, a tough game tonight. I mean, you got Logan Webb who pitched a gem, gem game one. The great, most of the season long, breakout player. And uh, Urias, who the last two years doesn't lose. The man doesn't lose. You know, I want to say, I want to save a Dodge. I do. And I got Ranieri. I feel like I got Ranieri in my head going right now. 107, 107 wins, 107 wins, 107. You know, but I'm going to go Dodgers. I'll go Dodgers again, but I, uh, this would not be a large amount of money at all. I'll be more on the props in this game than I will on the game itself. Uh, I'll go Dodgers. I think they are the – they got the better players. But San Fran might be the better team. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think probably with some of the injuries that the Dodgers have dealt with and, you know, guys they're playing like Cody Bellinger, who is is basically in the worst run of his career – I, I think that that is, you know, fairly reasonable to say that right now, you know, one through 25, if you include, you know, relief pitchers and everything, the Giants might be on balance a little bit. But this is uh, kind of one of my 
long-term thoughts on sports. The evil empire, George, they always win. They run a little bit better with the calls. They feel like they get lucky in the big moments just a little bit more. And, you know, I guess, you know, to be fair, it's not like the Giants are uh, the Oakland Athletics, right? This is not a team with no money and no history. The Giants have won, you know, multiple recent, uh, multiple World Series in recent memory. In fact, I was at a Game 7 that the San Francisco Giants won with Madison Bumgarner on the mound. But we're going to go ahead and dive into some of the single game plays here on FanDuel. So for those who are not familiar, the way that the single game strategy, you know, the, the, the way the contest functions on FanDuel is you select five players and one of those players is in the MVP slot. That MVP slot receives a multiplier for their points of one and a half. So basically, uh, it doesn't work out this way all the time, especially, you know, if both pitchers do very well and multiple high-priced hitters do well. But most of the time, the MVP is going to be the player that scores the most points, Um, you know, because obviously when you multiply the most points of a slate by one and a half, it's going to be kind of hard to overcome that barrier. So what you will see a lot of the times in these slates is people are going to be using the pitchers and people are going to definitely be using Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Chris Bryant, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I will say, you know, kind of looking at this slate, uh, I, I definitely am drawn towards some of the Giants or, or the Dodgers left-handed bats. What are some of your thoughts on these prices, George? Yeah, I think when you look at the pitchers, the first thing where I'm looking at is, okay, how deep do I think they're going to go into the game? All right, we know that managers get a little little nervous in uh, like elimination games. Where they're going to pull them early. Uh, they got a couple of runners on. Yeah, so they don't feel like he has it. So I always look at that uh, first. Both these guys are on normal rest, so that shouldn't be a problem. You know, I think they're both going to go at least five-plus innings. How about that? I don't think either one's getting pulled in a third or fourth unless they just, you know, hey, you get three, four runs, you got no choice, you got, you got to go. So I'm good with that. And like you, I probably do lean towards Webb, although I really like Urias. Like I said, the guy never loses. His numbers, the past two, he just never loses. Uh, good for him. Uh, the guys I look at, the same thing. I mean, Buster Posey, but as you said, Giants have won before. Posey's been there when they've won before. This game's not going to scare him in the least. Not in the least. He's got power to all fields. He's had a, a fantastic comeback season if they're not playing last year. Posey is someone I look at. And I'm going to have to look for guys that we, we, uh, we can all bet a uh, move. Betts, Turner, you know, uh, Justin Turner's a guy I like, not Trey Turner, because everyone's got Trey Turner. All right, so I'm looking for guys who are, or maybe aren't uh, on everyone's top of everyone's list here. All right, uh, you, I think the, the bottom of the line that you had, Taylor and Crawford, one of them is definitely going to have to be in my leg. So I'm looking for guys who not everyone's going to have. We know that everybody knows everyone on the Dodgers, right? They're all a great team. Uh, you saw it in the, uh, your headlines that Gavin Lux is going to play tonight. Gavin Lux thought he tied that game up in game, uh, what's it, game three. All right, he thought that ball was gone, but the wind was going. Whatever it was doing in L.A., it was a strange night there. But he thought that ball was gone. It ended up barely being on the warning track, barely being on the warning track. I went to Lux. You said a left-handed bat. I'm interested in Lux tonight. We already know he's going to play, and I don't care where. That is true. So Gavin Lux, definitely in my lineup. I also should note that for the playoffs – uh, it, it's actually pretty fascinating what FanDuel has done. I love this addition to their game. But they have, uh, in addition to the MVP slot, they have also added a star slot 
that also receives a, a multiplier. So really what this does from like a game tree perspective is it, uh, it, it just creates a much different game. Whereas instead of focusing on just one player that we really like, uh, well, Corey Seager, for me, definitely one of the big ones. Ga- uh, Gavin Lux, of course, going to be one of the uh, the big ones for me. But, you know, uh, definitely it allows you to make some more complex decisions if you are the type of person who likes to make 150 lineups. I, I-, I will say I have not done the 150 lineup strategy for baseball in a while. I did used to do the 150 lineup strategy. And uh, when I would do that, I would always create batter stacks so i would avoid the pitchers entirely and i would just do uh, i would just make every lineup be four guys from one team uh and then one guy from the other team because you can't have uh, a lineup of of all uh you know five guys from one team so george if tonight if you had to choose four batters from one team would you be leaning more heavily on the giants or more heavily on the dodgers i already said uh... I think the Dodgers have the better players. So, yeah, I'd have to go. I certainly have to go to the Dodgers. I don't think any doubt in my mind I would go to the Dodgers. That being said, as you said, if I, was, I would hope I'd be playing multiple lineups and I could go four for one team, uh, four for both teams, just a matter of how many on one team. But I would, still, if I was making 50 lineups, it still would probably be 35-15 in the Dodgers' favor as far as those four guys there. So, it's certainly with Dodgers, they have the more power bats, even though the Giants hit a truckload of homers this year. Truckload of homers. One thing, by the way, I, I would certainly be checking out that I haven't looked at yet. Any wind in San Fran tonight? And if so, where's it going? Is it blowing in from right, blowing in from left, going out to left, going out to right, that sort of thing? That could change my thinking as well. Although I'm with you, though. Generally, I'm going to be all in on Dodgers. <clears throat> excuse me, Dodger left-handed batters. All right. Well, I can give you that update. Uh, when the game starts local time, the wind is going to be blowing west and northwest at seven miles per hour so given what uh given what we know about weather and baseball seven to ten miles an hour not really going to be you know uh, that big of a deal now if, if the wind was straight up blowing in even at you know seven to ten miles an hour maybe maybe we would uh maybe we would care but uh you know oracle is I, I would be surprised if one home runs gets gets hit in this game. I mean, we're talking about October in San Francisco. Like it's it's uh it's getting pretty chilly. It's gonna be 62 degrees when this game starts, and we are gonna be dealing with uh I guess a, a decent amount of humidity, you know, about 60% humidity. So 60 degrees and humid, the ball, it's not really flying. My MVP, my my number one MVP choice is going to be Corey Seager, and I'll go with Gavin Lux as my number two. George, where are you going for your MVP? Yeah, I'm going to go Posey. I think I said big player, big spots. I, I love the year he's had. I'm very happy for Posey. He had a nice comeback year here. So give me Buster Posey. And uh, if I had to pick somebody on the Dodgers, I'm going Lux as well here. I like Lux, sort of the unknown guy. I said I think he's – I think he's a little angry that ball didn't get out. So I think maybe he gets one tonight. Maybe not a home run, up the gap, big hit, whatever it might be. But Gavin Lux, remember, he was supposed to be a uh, a future star for this team. They didn't deal him in one of those uh, trades they made here. Give me Lux from the Dodgers, Posey from the Giants. Yeah, I'm a big Gavin Lux guy, so I am with you. Everyone, we are going to go ahead and go into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. We just went through one single game slate. We are now going to go through a second single game slate, and we're going to take Look at Buccaneers Eagles tonight on FanDuel. See you guys back here in just a moment or two. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid TV. Before George Kurtz and I get into Thursday Night Football and Single Game DFS on FanDuel, I need to remind everyone to follow at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV on Twitter. I know that if you're watching this show, one, you love us, so of course you would want to do anything to support us, but also, look, we're all hopelessly addicted to our phones. No one, no one disputes that at this point. Uh, I would imagine that if you're into sports, you you probably have a Twitter account because all of us who love sports, you know, get a lot of our news and updates there on uh, on Twitter. So definitely make sure you follow at SportsGrid and at SportsGrid TV in order to stay up to date with all the biggest line moves, injuries, and you'll get updated content from all of us here at SportsGrid. And we know that you guys don't want to miss out on that. So George, we got to take a look at Thursday night football, I I think a pretty good Thursday night football game. I will uh, definitely be tuned in to this one. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing at the Philadelphia Eagles. I I think it's still called Lincoln Financial Field. It it, it might not be, but I'm an old man. I'm I'm stuck in my ways, so if it's called something else, I don't care. Uh, The Buccaneers are minus 295 on the money line. The Eagles are plus 240. Pretty high total for a Thursday night game. We had a pretty high total for the Thursday night game last week between the Seahawks and Rams. That one ended up being a good game, but very disappointing with Russell Wilson suffering that injury to his throwing hand. So before we get into some of the single game strategy, I mean, how do you see this one playing out? Is it going to be nice and easy for the Buccaneers? Is my guy Jalen Hurts going to give them a fight? How do you see this one going down? Yeah, I don't know of any game where the opposing team has a decent quarterback and receivers. It's going to be easy for the Buccaneers. They don't have cornerbacks. They just don't have it. I know Richard Sherman is there, but he's not the same guy he used to be, and everybody else is hurt. So, no, I don't think it's going to be easy for the Buccaneers. Uh, I think they win the game. I think they probably cover the seven here. 
Uh, Joe Ranieri, I know, talked me into it on Monday, gave me a heart attack, but had talked me into playing the Baltimore Ravens as the first part of a teaser and the Buccaneers as the second part. So he won the first part thanks to you know the Colts snatching, uh, really, uh, defeat from the jaws of victory. There. I don't know how they lost that game. And now uh, we'll take the Buccaneers tonight. Sure, I'm a little worried about Tom Brady's thumb, but, uh, you know, it, it seems to be a minor thing here. I think points are coming tonight. I think the uh, it's a game where the Buccaneers will win it. I think they could score into the 30s, 35, 38. But uh, sort of like when uh, the, uh, the Eagles play in Kansas City, they're going to score 24, 28, 30 as well here. But I think this will be a game where they're probably double digit. They're behind by double digits most of the game. Maybe they get within eight, seven with a late score that really meant nothing. Garbage time there. But I think it's fantasy, fantasy delicious tonight. And I think the overs are a lot of props tonight. Give me the Bucks. I think they win the game. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I do think the Buccaneers will win. However, I'm going to take the the seven points here for a couple reasons. The first is that I, I think Jalen Hurts is just very good. And I think that when you, when you have a quarterback that you view as above average, you probably should not be laying seven points with that guy at home. And, and you know, uh, of course, home field advantage, this is something that uh, the, the analytics people – and the, uh, you know, the kind of go with the gut football betters have been arguing about for, for decades now. I, it does seem pretty clear, even at, you know, we just had uh, a COVID year of football with, with no fans or with limited fans and home field advantage still did kind of show through there because a lot of the things that we, we know about home field advantages, they're, uh, they're kind of intangible. They're related to like travel and rest and sleep and things like that. So I, I am on the Eagles here, but this is not, uh, I, I'm not laying the wood with uh without that wager, but I am taking the Eagles in my my pick'em contest. Uh, so let's get into the FanDuel DFS prices. One thing I will say is that uh, the way that FanDuel runs their contest, it is relatively easy to use the quarterbacks in your MVP spot, uh, and that is definitely you know the the reaction that many people have is like, okay, well, you know, I, I think Brady and Hertz are going to be the highest scores. And I am not, uh, you know, you're not penalized because there's a point multiplier, but not a salary multiplier. I will say though, the, the goal is not only to win these contests, but it's also to win these contests and uh, not split it with uh, 900 or 2000 of your closest friends. Right. And, and everyone knows that the quarterbacks are, you know, going to be the most popular MVP selection. So I, I like both Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts in this game. But I, I will say right now, I definitely, George, will not be using either one of them in my in my MVP slots. Yeah, once again, uh, both are fantastic tonight. Um, I do worry somewhat about Brady in that thumb, just a little bit. You know, if it, you know, they're, they're poo-pooing, it's not a big deal. But, you know, would they tell us if it was? Oh, no, the, the thumb's terrible. He's going to play, but it's going to be hard for him to grip the ball. You know, they're not going to tell you that anyway. So I always keep that in the back of my mind here. Uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, he's been up and down a little bit this year. Still, I think uh, he's going to throw the ball a ton. I think he's going to have to run out of the pocket as well. No Lane Johnson tonight uh, for the Eagles. They're not running anyway, right? They've given up on Sand- every game now. They don't even bother with Sanders and Gainwell. It's strange, you know, how they've uh, what they've done this season as far as that's concerned. Uh, they didn't run against Dallas. They didn't run against the Chiefs. I sort of understood that. You're going to think you have to score 1,000 points. They're going to score against your defense. Let's go. Let's see what happens here. He didn't run against Carolina either. You know, well, what's the excuse there? And we know teams can't run against uh, Tampa Bay, right? Uh, they have a great defensive front against the run here. So I think it's passing all day, all night tonight with Hurts. 
Yeah. Uh, so Jalen Hurts has been a top 12 scoring quarterback every week of the season thus far. Definitely not through the air. You know, it, it, uh, he, he would not have gotten there last week without uh, the two rushing touchdowns, but that is, you know, kind of, uh, kind of the deal with him. Uh, so, so simple question here. Who scores the most fantasy points between Mike Evans at 13,500, Chris Godwin at 1,300, and Antonio Brown at 11,500? Who is George Kurtz's highest scoring Buccaneers wide receiver? Yeah. Simple question. Sure. No problem. Yeah, uh, very this easy. It's the hardest one, right? Every week we got to play this game between these three. Every week. You know, generally I'd go with the cheapest one. You know, because I don't know. I don't think any of us know which one's going to be the guy that night. We know the Eagles can be beat through the air. We know that. Antonio Brown had the big game last week. Is he the guy this week? Godwin's a little banged out, banged up. So I'm probably not going with him. I think I'll eliminate him because I'm looking for any excuse to eliminate somebody, right? So he's a little banged up. He's not really uh, – I don't think he has an injury designation. that they, they took him off, but he's a little banged up. I'll take him off. So it's really Evans-Brown. Evans-Brown. Was Brown last week? Is going to be at Evans this week? I'm going to stick with the Brown. He makes bigger plays here. So I'll go with Brown, but I, I'm telling you, I have no really rhyme or reason. I can't give you any kind of stats to back this up, any kind of analytics and say, oh, no, this is why. It can really could be any one of the three, but give me Antonio Brown. Yeah, I'm I'm going Godwin this week, though I will say that uh, my guess would be that, of course, due to pricing, we are probably going to see the lowest ownership on Mike Evans because he is the most expensive. That is um, that is kind of how those things uh, that is kind of how those things work out. Now, of course, to make all of these decisions work, we got to we got to choose some cheap guys. And FanDuel has given us definitely some some cheap guys to choose from on the Eagles side of the ball, Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Zach Ertz, all of them are below the average cost of a roster spot. And then, you know, I, I think that George, if you are right and the Buccaneers win this game and the game gets close to its total, doesn't, doesn't it seem that one of Ronald Jones and Giovanni Bernard also might end up having themselves, you know, at least, at least 10 fan duel points, right? So you know, 30 yards and a touchdown. Maybe Ronald Jones cracks off uh, a long run. Which uh, which of those cheap guys is interesting to you? Well, on the Eagles side, uh, give me my my Zach Hurts. You know, my Zach Hurts. Uh, no Goddard tonight, right? I think uh, I think Hurts gonna have a good game. I do think he's a good game. A little surprised he's still on the Eagles, by the way. I thought they would have moved him in the offseason. I wonder if they still move him by uh, November second when the uh, trade deadline is. Uh, as for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, give me Geo. When healthy this year, he's been banged up a little bit. When healthy this year, he's performed some. And I can see, once again, passes coming out of the backfield here. We're not looking for big points here. We want double digits here. I'm going to say Gio Bernard, although that being said, if you're asking me which, which guy has the better chance to get in the end zone, that's probably Rojo. But I'm going to go Gio uh, as far as the more the safe play for me. Yeah, Gio definitely does seem a little bit safer. I mean, even last week with Leonard Fournette having his big game, Giovanni Bernard was was still involved, you know, scores the goal line touchdown there in that game. Played 17 snaps, only got two targets, uh, did get four rushes for 21 yards. Actually, true story, that was the first time that Giovanni Bernard had uh, had received a rush all season long. So, you know, I, maybe, maybe his role is growing a little bit inside of this offense. I will say, uh, I, I think there are two truly phenomenal 
tournament plays for you to be using if you are playing on FanDuel tonight. And that is going to be Zach Ertz at 6,500 and Cameron Brait also at 6,500. Both of them are going to be playing lots of snaps in this game. I would anticipate probably seven to 10 targets for Zach Ertz. You know, I don't think the, I really don't think the Eagles are going to be able to run the ball in this game at all. And Cameron Brait has been playing a fair amount of snaps for the Buccaneers with Rob Gronkowski out. He played 64% of the snaps against New England, though in the winning effort last week, only 38% of the snaps and OJ Howard found himself playing more against the Dolphins, 59% of the snaps, but I like both of their playing time and uh, both of their volume. Now we got to, uh, you know, of course we have to make our decision on MVPs. Mine's going to be Chris Godwin. I can talk about that here in a moment, but I will let George uh, break down his decision for his favorite MVP tonight in single game DFS on FanDuel. Yeah, I'm just thinking with someone that maybe not everyone's going to have. As you mentioned, my 900 of my closest friends and family. Uh, so, Devonta Smith for me, I'll say it again. I hate, uh, Tampa has no, just no secondary here. And Devonta Smith, I think this could be sort of a, uh, I don't want to say a breakout game. I don't think that's fair, but it's a prime time game. I can't say this enough. You just said it. I don't expect Philadelphia to even bother running the ball. You know, I'm, they haven't run anyway. And we know he can't run against uh, Tampa Bay. You saw what Dallas did in the Thursday night uh, opening for the season. They didn't even bother with uh, Ezekiel Elliott in that offensive line. Didn't care. I think Philly was going to follow that script, throw the ball all over the place. I have to think. I'm not saying Devonta Smith's going to be the number one target on all plays. I think that actually could be Zach Ertz. That's why I love him tonight as well. But I think Smith's going to hit some big plays tonight. Or they're going to at least give him the opportunity to hit big plays, is what I really should say. I think they'll give him the chances. Maybe he converts, maybe he doesn't. But I'm looking for someone that not everyone's on here. So give me Devonta Smith. Yeah, I, I think Devonta Smith is is a fantastic option. Uh, you know, he's played over 84% of the snaps in every game for the Philadelphia Eagles thus far. His lowest target volume has been six targets. Now, he's only scored one touchdown, but that's definitely not his fault because he's had two touchdowns called back. Jalen Hurts in general has had uh, seven touchdowns called back this season. Some very bad luck for our friend, Mr. Hurts. My MVP candidate is going to be Chris Godwin, mostly because I expect that uh, I don't think he will be that owned relative to the quarterbacks in MVP. And I, I'm unclear who will be more owned between Evans coming off the huge game and Antonio Brown coming off the huge game. I do think Antonio Brown will be the most rostered player from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in single-game DFS tonight on FanDuel. If you guys need some help with your single-game stuff on FanDuel, make sure to head over to DailyRoto.com. We have all the projections and tools you will need to create winning lineups in single-game DFS. On FanDuel, we are going to go ahead and run into break here real quick at the end of Hour 1. Stay tuned and stay on the grid. See you back in just a few moments. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Price drop. Time to shop. 
Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our final segment here on Hour One. Of course, stay tuned for Hour Two with myself, Davis Maddock, and George Kurtz. George just reported Tyree Kill Thursday not practicing for the Kansas City Chiefs. So now he's going to have to get a practice in on Friday. I, I do not think Tyree Kill will be active on Sunday if he is not able to get any practices in. And uh, they're traveling this week, so definitely no chance to get a practice in on saturday big big question for you here how deep of a league would you have to be in to start josh gordon if tyreek hill does not play how deep josh gordon uh i don't have any league first of all i I got off that train years ago uh probably 16 teams you talk i mean how how big can my wide receivers be there's no one else that's going to be out there on the waiver wire all right, uh, Washington has been. I mean, they've been crushed on defense. They can't stop anybody. Uh, pretty damn deep. All right, uh, like I said, I don't want to start Gordon. I'd have to be a complete emergency. But you may, hey, this could be the week. Maybe you had Debo Samuel. Yeah, you, know, you got Callaway. You got uh, Ridley. And you, you have nobody else left with, with the bye weeks. So I can see it. I can certainly see it. He is a name guy. And you'll be thinking, well, no Tyreek Hill. You know, he's got to throw to somebody. You know, Kelsey's banged up too a little bit. Oh, he doesn't have an injury designation. They just lost Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. This will be with Josh Gordon week. I can see all the love that's going to happen for this. All right. And then, you know, when he's got three catches for, you know, 24 yards come Sunday night. You're like, oh, I fell for it again. I'm not doing that. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, I, I, I hope that Tyreek is able to play really for the, for the sake of my fantasy teams. And I, I think probably even if – Tyreek doesn't play. I, w- I would not anticipate, you know, full playing time for Josh Gordon. But it is it is quite the week with uh, the combination of bye weeks and injuries. You are going to be starting lots of players that, uh, you know, probably were not even drafted in your league, you know, a short six weeks ago. So, everyone, you know, I, I hope that you are persevering and doing your best in your fantasy football team. We're going to end our one. See you guys back here in just a few moments on Fantasy Sports Today. Sports happens every day, and we give you expert insights and information on gaming. And- Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. 
That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.